When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we are going to learn a little something today about our hosts for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. It's Media Day, so myself and the crew heading up towards Loyal, where Rail Acres will get ready to host the state for that big event coming up mid-July. It looks like the weather is going to cooperate for any outdoor activities. Today, it looks like a partly sunny day, 73 are expected high. Tomorrow, a little bit of a better chance of rain in the forecast, about a 60% possibility. 71 are expected high on Wednesday. Thursday, dry again in 76. Friday, a eh, sliver of a chance of showers, 72 degrees. Dumuk's got our ag weather in just moments. And don't forget, it's a Tuesday. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us as our guest. On our Wisconsin Farmers Union Farmers Minute this morning, Rick Adamski, the Farmers Union president of Wisconsin, is with us once again. Rick, you've got a family farm over there in Shawano County, but preserving the family farm is a challenge. That's right. We've seen the loss of farm numbers dramatically in my lifetime, and uh, it seems to be accelerating. We've seen a loss of numbers. We know that the numbers are decreasing. The only size farms that are increasing are the micro farms for less than $10,000 worth of sales a year, but that's not a farm scale. Uh, Those are enterprises that are supplemental. And then we've got the largest farms, those selling over a million dollars worth of produce products per year. But those are not large numbers. They're um, large acreages. We need to focus on small and mid-sized farms. That's a special order of business that we're trying to concentrate on. And it will be dealt with during Rick's presidency. Rick Adamski, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union on our Farmers Union Minute. About a week away from what I consider one of the happiest weeks of the year. Once that we're out of the COVID pandemic again, Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. That's the annual Wisconsin FFA convention where some of the best young people in Wisconsin convene in Madison to compete and accept well-deserved awards. And uh, Pam, having the kids back in Madison is a, just a fun thing to see. And to your point, really glad that they're going to be back face-to-face in Madison in uh, large numbers. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And that's exactly what I talked about with Ben Steyer. He is our current president of the Wisconsin FFA Association, hails from Menominee. And, you know, you have to give these kids credit. They have been going through a lot of different iterations on how they're trying to work with their chapters. Some chapters, everything was virtual. In fact, Ben tells me that just this spring, he had a chance to visit with some chapters and chapter members for the very first time. He said the bottom line is the excitement is building for the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA Convention. Yes, we definitely are. Most of this year has been in person, kind of a change from my last year as a state officer when I was a state vice president. And throughout the year, we've been talking about convention, and now it's really crazy. It's less than a month away when the gavel's going to drop. So we certainly are excited. There's more work to be done yet before everything is ready to go, but the adrenaline is starting to hit. You're exactly right. Now, you know, there are some benefits, as anybody can attest, When the pandemic was on, business was getting done, but we were using a lot of technology. Uh, When it comes to back visiting chapters, 
banquets in the spring, all kinds of activities planned. Give people a little sense on how you and your officer team have had to pivot kind of through the year, Ben. Mm-hmm. One of the things we did differently than a traditional SFA year was SFA week. So rather than having a fully in-person week, we last year we kind of had a virtual statewide push for FFA week. So this year it was somewhat hybrid. We did a lot of things out with chapters, but then we also had some statewide social media challenges and other programs that we pushed as a state. And then we did some virtual components as well. So that was one kind of difference. Now we're right in banquet season as banquets are starting to wrap up. And so for a lot of these chapters, we're seeing their first banquet for the first time in three years. And some of them, it's their first normal banquet if they kind of had a celebration that wasn't a full chapter banquet last year. So it's been interesting to kind of see these start up again, but it's really exciting that chapters can kind of get their foot in the door for what a banquet was and start to build that again. Um, And then another way that we're kind of adapting is with state convention this year. Our convention last year was in person, but it wasn't quite to the full extent. There were still some components that weren't fully there. So we're bringing those back more, and we also learned some things in terms of how we could do things in a more efficient way. So some of the award interviews are happening in, are happening in person at convention, but then there's also some that are happening prior to convention virtually, and then that just opens up more time and makes things run a little more smoothly when we get down to Madison, and all the sessions will be live streamed too. So there's a lot of things we learned from it that we can apply to this year, but also a lot of valuable in-person connection aspects that are still staying the same that were pre-COVID. Yeah, give me your perspective, Ben. Like you said, you've been out now, banquets and uh, different competitive events. Are you sensing that there is more interest in these events? You know, sometimes you don't realize what you've got until it's taken away. There's been a lot of discussion about people really re-engaging in a big way on a lot of events they missed. What are you seeing as far as those FFA face-to-face events? Yes, I would definitely say that the energy is back up in some aspects, even greater than it was prior to covid We recently had our state CDEs done in Madison, and the CDEs, or career development events, have been a little different this year, where they had virtual screeners for students to go through, so they needed to qualify to get to state, but the students at state were so excited to be there. They were all the top-notch teams because they had to go through multiple rounds of qualifying in order to get there. And similarly, with the banquets we've been attending, it's clear the students are excited to be back. And maybe some of those members, it's their first banquet that they've attended and they're an officer helping to run it just because of how things have been the last few years. Mm -hmm. But regardless, they're still willing to learn and excited. Um, So maybe things aren't as polished or something like that, but they're learning. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's all from a member perspective and advisors, that's all they can ask for when they're working with students. So I think energy and overall excitement is back up, and it's just kind of a learning curve as we get back in the swing of things. Am I correct, Ben? Again, Ben Steyer is along with us, president of the Wisconsin FFA Association. Am I correct? FFA membership across the state of Wisconsin didn't really suffer a lot during the pandemic as far as actual membership. Am I correct? Yes, you are. So. Pre-COVID, we had just over 21,000 members, and then last year, we had around 19,500 members. So it took a small hit. 
However, for what we were considering could be a consequence, we were pleasantly surprised with how membership turned out. And now this year, I can't announce the official number because that's going to happen at convention. Um, but we are very excited with how we have rebounded and how the number has gone up. So more to come with that, but some pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. You always got to keep that carrot out there. Very good, Ben. Now, let, <laughs> let's share with people what we can, though, about the 93rd convention. Uh, you mentioned that there's still work being done, so this is not the final program, folks. But what do you see as the real, you know, crescendo for the program? Maybe it's the theme. Maybe it's how you officers are delivering messages. What should we look forward to? I don't know that there is necessarily one end-all, be-all with convention, but there are, are a lot of exciting components. One is that we're having a proficiency hall this year. So traditionally, students with their proficiency awards who are the winners are able to have a display, or if they're the finalists, they kind of work together to create one display. But now everyone who's the top five finalists in their award area is able to create a display. So there's going to be potentially over 200 displays of students with their proficiency awards for members, advisors, and other supporters to walk through and visit with the students about their projects. So that's one really exciting thing that's going to be happening. We're also welcoming Courtney Zimmerman home. So Awfully excited for her to be joining us at State Convention as she's been traveling as the National Central Region Vice President this year. But I'm really excited to hear her keynote and what she has to share with us, but also just to welcome her home to Wisconsin and celebrate her once again. And then, like I said, with our membership being up, state degree recipients being up, and a lot of excitement rebuilding an FFA, not only are our sessions going to be really thrilling, but the competitions we're having throughout convention the service projects, all of those components are going to be filled with energy, and we're really excited to see how students participate in them. Let's pause on that service side of things because that's another element that people need to realize impacts a lot of the Dane County area, Madison may be specific, and that is when FFA members take time to arrive early before the state convention and put their shoulder in on some very important service projects. I hope that those are all back reattached to the convention, Ben. Yes, they are to some degree. So while we were planning convention here, we weren't able to get back in the community for the day of service. That was one thing that wasn't able to happen quite like it was pre-COVID. We didn't have it last year, and it sounds like this year we're still unable to travel out in the community. Hopefully something we can bring back next year. But we're still doing all that we can with what we have at Alliance. So mm -hmm. we're having a service drive with hygiene items and other summer type items for kids. So mm -hmm. those will be collected and then go to different community groups in the Madison area. And we're still exploring the possibility of having a food packaging event. Mm -hmm. This is still up in the air as mm -hmm. that area has kind of shifted too with COVID and it's a little more difficult to organize. Mm -hmm. So we're keeping our fingers crossed, but we'll see if any food packaging event is able to happen. You know, now, Ben, you've got to be starting to pull together your closing thoughts as you get ready to uh, exit the podium, so to speak, uh, at the uh, end of the June convention. What things are starting to kind of resonate in your mind as you put together your retirement address? Anything in particular? Oh, well, it certainly is a large undertaking. I 
have been, you know, thinking about this the entire year of what does my message include. And I know some of the stories I'd like to share, some from this year with interacting with members and some from my lifetime as to the entire message that's still being figured out a little bit. However, the idea of how grateful I've been this entire year to serve all sorts of students and advisors throughout the state and just how wonderful it is to be part of the agriculture community will be strong messages throughout not only my retiring address, but I think the sessions and convention as a whole. So more to come on that, <laughs> but it's certainly something exciting. And I think everyone on the officer team and so many involved with our team Ag Ed in Wisconsin can agree that we're awfully blessed to be part of this group. Boy. I'll look forward to it. Very good. Ben Steyer, good enough to join us. He is a busy young man, president of the Wisconsin FFA Association, as they are in the home stretch of planning for what they're sure is going to be a big crowd back at the Alliant Energy Center. That's going to be June 13th through the 16th. And as he said, at that time, a lot of uh, smiles, a lot of tears, a lot of uh, farewell speeches, and we will be there for it all. Ben Steyer with us from the Wisconsin FFA Association. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you considering crossing over into an electric car in the next few years? Do you have enough power or the right hookup? Most homes are not supplied with the proper connections. Let EverReady Electric make sure you're ready when you want to purchase your new electric car. We've been serving South Central Wisconsin for over 25 years, and that level of experience means we know how to make it easy for you. For more information, visit everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are EverReady. Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. Pain can be unrelenting, overwhelming, and all-consuming. So why do so many of us try to manage pain only from the palm of our hands? Doctor-prescribed opioids are appropriate in some cases, but they just mask the pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives, like physical therapy, to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. And by increasing physical activity, you can also reduce your risk of other chronic diseases. Pain is personal, but treating pain takes teamwork. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose more movement and better health. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. This message is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sundra Modeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You could be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, comfortable, I guess that's the way I'd describe it as we get started on a Tuesday morning. Pretty comfortable out there. Some folks might even call it a little bit on the chilly side. Let's find out about the weather for today. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live this morning. You know, I was thinking about that. I mean, some of these overnight lows, I think uh, farther north of uh, Madison... 
Uh, temperatures were reading in the 40s this morning. What What is the average highs and lows for this early part of June? Well, we're in the upper 70s to about 80 for the normal high, and the nighttime lows are mid and upper 50s. That's at least in the southern half of the state, low 50s in the north. So, yeah, when you talk about upper 40s, that's a little cooler than normal for a nighttime low. Hopefully it's not going to... Uh... Stay that way, though. You know, I mean, I, I said to Stu as soon as I talked to him this morning, at least it's not raining. That is good news. Uh, but we do have to kind of keep an eye on these temperatures, too. Right. Well, we're not going to have a frost or anything like that. It's just going to be a little on the cool side. We find ourselves kind of north of the real active weather pattern. There's going to be a lot of storminess all across the southern tier of the U.S. When it pushes north up into the mid-Mississippi Valley, even up toward parts of southern Iowa in the next day or two, not a real big threat around here. The low-pressure system that passed off to our south yesterday has a front lingering back up toward Montana. And there is just a little line of rain, some sprinkles, La Crosse and Mauston this morning, west of the Madison area. You may see a sprinkle or two in the next couple of hours. That's the end of it. It's not going to stick around all day. And throughout the day, some sunshine returns. And those temperatures, although uh, struggling, will be just a little bit cooler than normal. Then the next system does build in from the west, again, passing south of Wisconsin. And as we head toward daybreak and just into Wednesday, some rain chance develops and rain amounts uh, probably up to a quarter or a half inch, maybe a little heavier in southern Wisconsin. That system clears out. Thursday's a dry, mild day, and a small chance of rain tries to wedge in later Friday or just to get the weekend underway. I'll have forecast details right after this. Your soil is your farm's greatest asset. Every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement. The Midwestern BioAg Way optimizes yields, soil fertility, and sustainability, nurturing your greatest asset. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. We welcome McFinn Technologies to the farm show. All right, Stu, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up. And thank you to all my rainfall reporters. We had a whole crew that was reporting yesterday. Mitch from Roxbury, Dennis from uh, Dodge County, Linda from Reeseville. We had Kyle in uh, the Evansville area, uh, Pete from Randolph. We had Mark from Fitchburg, Kim from Pleasant Springs. Everybody was chiming in. Today, a lot more quiet. A lot more quiet, and that's okay. A little patchy fog this morning. Some sprinkles in western and southern Wisconsin. They'll be ending in otherwise partly sunny skies developing today. Low and mid-70s with the north and northwest wind about 5. Skies again become mostly cloudy, and toward daybreak, some showers become the possibility. We bottom out in the mid-50s. Northwest winds at 5. Mostly cloudy Wednesday. Showers, maybe a rumble of thunder or two in the morning. A chance lingers on through the afternoon, especially over in eastern Wisconsin, ending in the west. 
Upper 60s are near 70 tomorrow. Northeast winds at 5. Back to mostly sunny Thursday. Our dry, really nice day. Mid-70s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10. Like I said, Pam, a small chance there could be a little rain as we look toward later Friday. And are we thinking it's measurable or are we just going to... No, it could be some pretty light stuff, and okay. I don't know that I'm really counting on it, but the chance looks like yeah. it's going to be there. All right, right, we'll keep an eye on that because I just had our Dane County dairy hosts in yesterday, and that's the one thing they said is no rain on Friday or Saturday if we can. Uh, it's a chance, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. All righty, thanks, Stu. Stuak with our Ag Weather Update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time for this week's planting update with Cooper Humphreys, sales manager with Wiffles Hybrids. One thing really unique about Wiffles, actually, with us not selling soybeans, you know, a lot of other seed dealers are running around delivering soybeans where where we sell corn only. So we have a chance to get out there really early and evaluate some of those early stand counts. So a lot of times that's even us us going out and doing that, why the growers still planting beans or still planting corn or doing whatever. So yeah, it gives us a chance to, to get out there really early and evaluate that corn stand when we should be. Things are actually looking really good. We got kind of started around here on Mother's Day and we really had that heat wave to kind of bring everything up out of the ground really nicely. I have seen a couple instances where some corn planted after that where we kind of turned cold and wet that didn't come up quite as great, but everything that came up kind of in that six-day window after Mother's Day really looks good. That's Cooper Humphreys, sales manager with Wiffles Hybrids. For more information, visit wiffles.com. Deuce and Bobcat continues to fill sought-after positions at their Johnson Creek facility. Stop by the Deuce and Bobcat Job Fair Wednesday, June 15th, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 2 to 4 p.m. to learn about their benefits. Opportunities like first and second shift assembly, laser operators, and brake press operators, plus a $2,000 sign-on bonus this month. Go to bobcat.com slash nowhiring to find out more. Deuce and Bobcat off I-94 between Madison and Milwaukee is now hiring, an equal opportunity employer. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so. I... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it too. I'm not saying that Matt's gonna be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he gonna know? You think kids that age really listen? <laughs> they never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Thump. That jolting experience when you hit a pothole. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. 
Protect your tires from uneven wear with a front-end alignment from Tom's Auto Center. It's also a free service when you purchase a new set of tires. And you'll be driving straight the way you should be. Stay safe, drive safe. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. All right, so Rowdy, Juwan Winfrey. Hey, listen, guys, what? I get it. So <laughs> I'm not up on all my hairstyles here, but <laughs> clearly he's got dreads. Yeah. But you know great. when you know when you have like a, a mullet and there's no top, it's, it's the skullet. Yeah. If this goes back much further, whatever the dreads with nothing on top is. He's getting he's close to that. Maybe that's the new look, you know, the skullet. Didn't Kimbo, Sli- uh, Kimbo Slice, did he have kind of a haircut like that? Uh, all right, another guy, R.I.P. <laughs> Didn't Kimbo Slice have this, like a skullet thing rocking? Yeah, like, he kind of did at the end. Yeah, I mean, he was... And listen, you were never going to tell Kimbo Slice that his haircut was bad. You weren't going to look him, Kimbo Slice square in the face and say, hey, dude, do you, do you need to do something about that? No, no, no. Trunk go hard like Kimbo Slice, dude. All right, Roddy, but Juan Winfrey. Man. Jawan Winfrey. Except for when he fought Dada 5,000. Dada 3,000? 3,000, 5,000. No one went hard in that one, but they almost both had heart attacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about... Who had they Kim- went hard for 10 seconds. Who had Kimbo Slice on their bingo card today? Uh, Jawan Winfrey. Or Dada 5,000. <laughs> what is it? 3,000 or 5,000? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to Google it. Dada, Dada 5,000 heart attacks. It is 5... Well done, Rowdy. It is 5,000. I'm glad... I'm sorry I didn't mean to shortchange it. Those 2,000s there, buddy. 2000 there. Uh, Jawan Winfrey, though, says despite losing Devontae Adams, convinced that there'll still be a one strong offense in the NFL. You know, being here, being here for this is going to be my third year, you know, um, there's a reason why this, this team wins every year. You know, it's the culture, it's the standard that's set. No matter who's out there, you know, if Tay's not out there, the game's not going to be a fall off. You don't ever see the game just because Devontae's out there fall off like that, you know, because it's the standard. It's the quality of play that has been set here. And, you know, we, we look at it and we get taught every single day how we should play this game and how a Green Bay Packer plays at wide receiver. So I feel like, you know, just having that standard, this leadership with Cobb, and, you know, being here behind these guys, I think that is going to um, help drive this one. Did he just... 
Tab Cobb as like the guy? Yeah, I think he kind of did there. But okay, so I just laid out like kind of worst case scenario, what ifs with the receiving core. Yeah. But what I actually think would happen is I still think Randall Cobb will be a guy that's dinged up pretty much throughout the season. I mean, he's been that the way tr- the last tr- six years. Track record, right? I do think Sammy Watkins does have a bit of a bounce back. Though. Well, he's been a guy that's banged up too, but I'm a, I'm a, I, I think, lo- I like Sammy Watkins. I think he has a bit of a bounce back and they squeeze the last little bit of juice that there is in that fruit. And then on top of it, I would say looking at the rookie wide receivers, Alan Lazard is going to be the constant for me. I think yeah. Oh, yeah. he's the best wide receiver in the room, but looking at the rookie wide receivers, I think you're going to see flashes for Christian Watson, but he'll also be the most frustrating. Wide receiver. Gonna be a breakout. The, can the, I say that? Well, I, that's what I, me and Ben were talking. I think Romeo dubs will be better than Christian Watson yeah, you, week one. Yeah, You said that well, yesterday, two days ago. And I think Christian Watson will be the most frustrating wide receiver because he's going to have the highest expectations. He's going to have the speed. He's going to have the size, but he's also going to bring the drops. And it'll be like he'll make a really nice play was here. A ping pong hand. Who said that? Was Heilprin say that ping pong hand? Yeah, I think it was. was a, someone said ping pong hand. But I think he's a guy that's going to make like an incredible play, and you're going to get really high on him, and then all of a sudden come back with like two straight really bad drops, and everyone's going to be like pissed off. Like I think that's kind of going to be his rookie such as, year. Such as life as think, a as a sports fan. I think Dubs will be more consistent, but obviously when you look at the two and their ceilings. Just based on size, speed, and attributes, Christian Watson probably doesn't probably has the higher ceiling, but I think Dubs will be more consistent first year. And then you got a lot of who the hell is going to fill in after those first four or five guys. A lot of potential for guys to step up. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of guys that are probably pretty low on a lot of other receiving rooms, like your Taylors of the world, Aaron Rodgers, of the world. Rodgers makes the wide receiver. Jawan Winfrey. Who Aaron Rodgers supposedly likes. We always forget about Amari Rodgers, too. I don't think we ever bring him up. I think there's a reason for that right now. But he's in the best shape of his life. Said the wide receivers coach. And he's one of the only guys that's still going to be under contract moving forward after this season. Because yeah. if you look at it, Randall Cobb's in his last year. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins is on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. You have... Well, Alan Lazard has not signed his tendered contract. But is currently on a one-year deal. Yep. And then you have the Jawan Winfrey's, the Malik Taylor's, and some of those guys that are the like end of the roster. They're all on their restricted free agent seasons. And then it's all the rookies and Amari Rogers. Yep. All right. There it goes. There's the weapons. A.J. Dillon, run the ball. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And the barn is going to be a focal point of our visit today to Rail Acres up in Loyal, Wisconsin. They are the host family for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days coming up mid-July. And one of the real highlights is the technology they're using in their dairy barn. They just installed robotic milkers. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's going. That's where the crew and I are headed today. I'm Pam Yankee. Glad you're along with us. So we're headed towards John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Markets are a little lower this morning, and so is the Dow Jones Industrial Average. We'll find out what the conversation's all about with him. Today is the seventh day of June. Let's see, what can I find for you? On this day in 1968, the world's first Legoland resort opens. A Legoland resort, yeah. And they built it in Denmark. It was the first of six theme parks based around the Lego interlocking plastic bricks. 
in Denmark. They are the home to the Lego group that started it all. They built a resort focused on it on this day back in 1968. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to actor Liam Neeson. He is 70 years old. And the Welshman, singer Tom Jones, 82 years young as of today. And now you know, listening, the art of listening. It's a powerful tool and one that a group in Wisconsin is trying to harness to help rural women and farm women battle against feeling alone, isolated, or overwhelmed. The Wisconsin Rural Women's Initiative actually started back in 1997 with the goal of trying to support rural and farm women with programs of self-nourishment, self-esteem, and access to mental health resources. Fast forward to today, and they are now launching a listening project where they simply listen to conversations from rural and farm women across the state and try to make them feel connected. I talked about it with Karen Standle. She's a program director for the Wisconsin Rural Women's Initiative and their listening project. So the goal of the listening project is to be able to offer an open line for individuals that may be feeling lonely or um, isolated still, uh, according to our mission, and um, have an opportunity for them to just call and have a chat with someone. It's not a counseling line or anything like that. It's just um, it's just an ear. So someone mm-hmm. can give us a call, and we're happy to respectfully listen to them and um, understand uh, where they're coming from. I do want to share that number with you where you can call confidentially and just have someone listen. 262-747-3029. That's 262-747-3029. They also have a website, ruralwomensinitiative.org, where you can send them an email if you're more comfortable that way. Now, I know it's early in the process, ladies, but what kinds of phone calls are you expecting? And like I said, listening is sometimes a lost art form. How are you training people to just listen? So we've been training people to listen um, during the the entire history of Wisconsin Rural Women's Initiative. Uh, We have a whole process around just teaching people to reflectively listen, and uh, we're continuing on with that. The process that we utilize for um, people that are active listeners on the listening project is specifically related to that only, whereas the other process has to do with facilitating groups and many other things. So um, so we're well equipped <laughs> over all these years to be able to train people to reflectively and actively listen without necessarily imparting their own opinions or um, giving advice or anything like that. Now, like we said, uh, confidential services, listening, why is that kind of a critical key in this day and time? Uh, not offering, like you said, counseling or anything like that, but where do they get the strength from listening? Well, sometimes I think it's just important that your story is heard by someone. And being able to say things out loud in itself is a way for individuals to process what's happening in their lives. Karen Standle, she is the program director for the Wisconsin Rural Women's Initiative and their new listening project. Like she said, Confidential. They don't pass judgment. They simply listen. Now, the number that you can reach them at is 262-747-3029. That's 
747-3029. Remember, the listeners that are going to be answering that phone call are trained professionals, but again, they aren't passing judgment. They're keeping everything confidential. The number, 262-747-3029, or you can also find out more about the Listening Project on their website, ruralwomensinitiative.org. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Every time we have a solar system going up in the neighborhood, people are walking by, they're getting their kids out to come look at it. They want to see what, what it is and talk about it and, and understand it. And, and the, the best way to find out if it works is talk to someone who has solar. You probably know someone who's gone solar and, and knows a little bit more. If you have a neighbor that has solar, talk to them. See what they're saying. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Kind of a race to the finish now for Wisconsin farmers and their spring planting chores. According to the latest Crop Progress Report, 89% of our corn in the ground in Wisconsin. 86% of our soybeans are planted and 92% of our potatoes are in the ground. So far, the corn that's emerged, 84% of it's called good to excellent. As far as soybean conditions, 81% of that crop called good to excellent. But again, like we know, very early on as far as growth is concerned. Potatoes also in pretty good shape. Their condition rating, 95% good to excellent. And 51% of our first cutting of alfalfa is also wrapped up. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning have taken a turn. Yesterday was a pretty strong and active day, but this morning, a lot of red ink. Dow Jones Industrial Average right now down more than 90 points. December corn's down three and a half at 699. November soybeans, they're up a penny and a half right now, 1535. While July new crop wheat's down a nickel at 1088. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese was unchanged, 224 and a half. 40-pound block cheese gained a penny at 228, while double-A butter gained four and a quarter cents on Monday to 295 and three quarters per pound. The class three milk for July, right now that's down 13 cents, 2494 a hundred weight. August milk closed 56 cents stronger at 2498 a hundred weight. All right, so what's happening out there as far as newsmakers on a Tuesday morning? We'll catch up with our man, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing. He's our guest next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, joint pain? Listen carefully. Because now there are new regenerative treatments available here. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, is now open, giving lasting relief to people with joint pain using the latest in precision medicine with natural biologics. It's an exciting non-surgical approach that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints and get you moving again. QC Kinetics has over 100 clinics nationwide and has treated thousands of patients with an incredible success and satisfaction rate. If you've got pain in your knee, Shoulders, hip, or back, 
You need to check out these new treatments. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself with no downtime, no drugs, no surgery. Call now to schedule your free consultation with the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. So Susan came over, and the first thing she says is, this whole room looks completely different. Okay, that wasn't the first thing Susan said. She gossiped about Linda, but I didn't get involved. So I say, yes, the whole room. I mean, if Susan is going to gossip, I'll give her something to gossip about. And she goes, I can't believe it. Okay, truth bomb. All I did was add accessories from Lazy Boy. So Susan unloads and says she could never do something so amazing. And I think to myself, all right, maybe you exaggerated too much. Let her in on it. Truth is, Susan, I went to Lazy Boy and picked up a few items. Their interior designers show you how an area rug here and a couple of side tables there can change a whole room. And she headed to Lazy Boy. She better not blab this to Linda. Just a few accessories from Lazy Boy makes the difference. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh man, all kinds of stuff to talk about relative to those fields and what's happening out there. Time to catch up with our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live this morning. Let's jump right to it, John. We never lack content when it comes to conversations with you. Latest Crop Progress Report, what did you see? What did you, I guess, get concerned about or catch interest on? Give us your rundown. Yeah, just a couple different things came into play. Obviously, planting pace for corn is pretty much done. We're getting into that top of 90% window here. You know, 94% of the crops in the ground still watching North Dakota but and what's happening up in that northern region. Now, we did get our first ratings yesterday, and obviously things have been pretty good in terms of the weather front. It was reflected in the ratings. 73% of this crop, good to excellent, well above what the market was expecting. So that's some of the pressure we're seeing on the overnight session here this morning. You know, but again, we continue to watch that northern tier. Most of the states are seeing good emergence, but North Dakota's at 22% emerged from the, on the off that planting pace. You know, typically you're in the upper 60s on the five-year average. So again, we're showing the lateness of that crop, and obviously that's going to become a major frost concern this fall as they're still trying to wrap things up. Now, prevent plant date up in that region was the 25th of May, so you know we'll figure out those acres down the road. Same thing on the soybean side, still about 78% planted, which is right in line with average, just slightly under. But again, those northern tier acres are still missing it. You know, according to the USDA estimates from that March 30th intentions report, we still got about six and a half million acres of beans that need to get in the ground. Wow. Yikes. That's not a small number. What about wheat? We've also been monitoring the quality of the wheat, some rain in the central sands and even to the south. What does that look like? You know, again, the conditions continue to stay poor, 30% good to excellent on that winter wheat crop, but we are starting to see a little bit of harvest. You know, we had that big pop in the wheat market yesterday that was more tied to the Russian-Ukraine situation as, you know, they were talking about possibly letting exports out, but then over the weekend they go hit one of the Cargill terminals. Uh, so that just obviously shows us things are not calming down in that region of the world. You know, so overall, though, now we're starting to say get a little bit of harvest in. Winter wheat's about 5% harvest, so maybe get a little bit of pressure there in the market. Spring wheat has caught up, but again, still very late in terms of that overall crop. So there's still a lot of concerns going forward there. 
Yeah, agreed. Let's pivot from crops and move into the livestock side of things, John. Uh, We've been kind of monitoring what's going on with the beef market. Consumers see one thing, producers that have the animals see another. What's the latest going on with uh, cattle supplies and the prices being bid? Well, cattle markets obviously had a pretty rough slide over the last handful of weeks. Feels like we put a bit of a seasonal low, and it may be a little bit tied to the money flow side of the market more than anything. You know, we still have a lot of cattle here in front of us. You know, beef production last week was down slightly week over week, and that's basically due more to carcass weights have really started to come down. Lost about 25 pounds per carcass in the, over the last handful of weeks here. Seasonally, that's what we're seeing, but at least we're finally under last year's weights. So given the number of cattle out there, that's still keeps production fairly high but might still keep a little bit more active on the cash market so we've seen some nice rebound there and actually we watch our managed money they actually got short on the feeder cattle market the last couple of weeks which is very rare and then they're really small in their long position on live cattle so it was kind of set up for a bit of a pop and actually the funds probably got caught on the backside of that feeder cattle market with that about ten dollar rally off those lows so we'll have to watch where it wants to go cattle numbers will keep things in check at least in terms of the cash market here at least in the front end and, you know, but these uh, tight uh, supplies are going to continue to be an issue. Cow calf slaughter or cow slaughter continues to run at decade level paces. That's really going to come into play when we start thinking about cattle supplies for 2022, 23, you know, down the road with these calf crops because of these tight cattle numbers. Yeah, that will be interesting to watch. Now, let's also talk about what's happening on Wall Street. Yesterday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up. This morning, as I looked at the numbers, and it's been a couple minutes, Dow Jones Industrial Average was lower. There seems to be a lot of critical meetings that are coming up this week focused on inflation, interest rates, I guess world economic health, huh, John? Yeah, a lot of concerns this week. You know, the stock market's recovered nicely off that low that we broke here, but you know, middle of the month. Basically, been consolidating the last week or so, about a thousand point range, uh, and so right now we're at the bottom of the range. We've got the Fed meeting coming up this week. We're expecting to see about a, a 50 basis point jump in terms of the interest rates. Market may be pricing a little bit of that in, but uh, at this time frame, still making sure you know we don't get any surprises there. It's going to be very interesting to see how they negotiate the quote unquote soft landing here uh so we'll have to watch that it's gonna make the market a little bit edgy but again you got inflation data coming out this week we also got a jobs data coming out later this week so a lot of things are gonna keep this market uh, very focused on the data in front of us and how the u.s economy is handling this you know obviously we continue to watch those energy prices crude oil did break through the 120 barrel uh per barrel level yesterday and did finally see some softening but that's going to continue to be an issue as you know gas now here in wisconsin at least in my area of the world is well over the $5 level, and that's going to really impact the consumer. Yeek! With that being said, how are we doing on ethanol? You know, uh, that is hopefully, supposedly, going to be an element that enters the marketplace to give us a little buffer. I know I run a lot of E85. I'm not close to $5 yet, but your point is well taken. What about the ethanol market and its impact with this crude price? You know, the biggest factor there is going to be the driving demand and the, the, for the gasoline and the usage on that side of it. You know, the ethanol market is actually still very, very healthy on the profit margin side, which is going to support that corn market overall. You know, we're looking at, the, you know, they're paying over about $7 a barrel or bushel per corn, or, and they're turning out about $9.25 worth of product. So there's some good profit margin there, which is going to be useful uh, in terms of keeping this market supported domestically. So we'll need to keep watching that. But again, that ethanol market still looks strong. We, you know, the 
government's looking at the EPA and those blending rates. There's some favorable news possibly coming there. We'll have to watch that overall as well, too. And, you know, it's part of that green movement, and they're going to want that fuel in. And if it's any way to help reduce the cost of the consumer, it's definitely something they're going to push. Boy, for sure. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live on this Tuesday morning. I always want to remind you, their website, totalfarmmarketing.com. They also have that toll-free number where you can call them, 800 800- Three three four ninety seven seventy nine. Just out of curiosity, not to get too nosy, John, but have you been having more conversations with growers? Maybe now that they feel more confident about what they've got in the ground, are are they reengaging in strategy? Well, you know, obviously this price break was a bit of a wake-up call on that corn market as, you know, we saw things kind of roll over seasonally. So, you know, we've lost a lot of value very quickly again. And that just seems to be a wake-up call again. when these values are here. It's a very easy to see the markets move around. So, you know, producers need to be on guard regarding these things because things will move very, very quickly based on headlines in this volatile market. I've had a lot of people say you better even look at 2023 for, for a little uh, maybe insurance. Very much so. You know, we've had some decent values out there for producers. You know, don't, you know, this is one of those situations you could market a couple of years into advance and take advantage of these prices because, again, the production can increase very quickly and those prices could be going away. Well, in world marketplace, we don't know what's going to happen with Russia and Ukraine. You said China's coming more back into play too as they lift their COVID restrictions. Yeah, that's some of the strength we've been seeing is those COVID restrictions are starting to ease and that should help out the market sector across the board. Some of the reason that crude oil market made its move higher, again, just that possibility of more demand. All right. Tell them how they can email you, John, and catch up with you one-on-one that way. Sure. Give me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And again, don't forget the phone number, 800-334-9779. Excellent, buddy. Always appreciate your time, John. We'll catch up with you next week, okay? Sounds good. Have a great week. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live on this Tuesday morning for the latest news on what's influencing the marketplace. And it's not just about agriculture. It's also about what's happening as far as the global stocks are concerned for things like crude oil. And like we said, China now lifting more and more restrictions regarding the COVID uh, uh, backlash, shall we say. So they're entering the world marketplace as well. TotalFarmMarketing.com is their website. And again, that toll-free number, 800-334-9779. You know, the weather today looks like it is going to improve, maybe a little on the chilly side, but it's still getting us towards sunshine and the mid-70s as soon as tomorrow. On this very program tomorrow, we're going to give you all the details you need about the grilling season. Angie Horkin from the Wisconsin Beef Council is going to be with us. And I'll tell you what, if you've got a question about grilling, whether it's a cut, whether it's a temperature, whether it's food safety, Angie Horkin and uh, the Wisconsin Beef Council are going to get you set straight tomorrow, right here. Otherwise, join us, MidwestFarmReport.com. This 